Welcome to the Business Chef Podcast, where we learn from the best about the business side of the food service industry. Do you make food? Then let us help you make money doing it. Want to connect with us? Check us out at Make Food Make Money on Instagram or Facebook, or email us info at businesschef.org. Ladies and gents, hey, welcome back to the Business Chef Podcast for another edition of what promises to be another incredible show. And why do I say that? Because we have Chef Charles Carroll in the house today. He is an amazing chef, a culinary Olympian, but also a businessman, an author, and a podcast host. Hey, we love those guys. So, without further ado, we're going to dive into some great stuff here. He's got some nuggets of wisdom that are phenomenal. And uh, I'm going to just kind of step aside and get out of the way and let him impart these nuggets of wisdom upon all of you because, man, he's got some good stuff. I'm currently in Houston, Texas, and I'm working at River Oaks Country Club and and uh i've been here actually 19 years it'll be it'll be uh, 19 years in in may and um uh this believe it or not is my only my third job of my career which i'm proud to say and i grew up in a country inn in vermont um and, and my dad was a chef my brother was a chef and uh it's really all i knew and, and so i was cooking breakfast for uh the guest of the inn when i was in third grade some of your listeners out there may know that uh, any family-owned business, you're working eight days a week and uh, stocking wood and setting fireplaces and stocking bars and cooking breakfast and whatever it takes. So um, I was blessed enough to uh, be a part of eight different culinary Olympic teams representing the United States of America. That's a pretty special part of my life and graduate culinary Institute of America and, uh, and just uh, enjoying life right now. I'm I'm working my butt off, but uh, uh, enjoying uh, uh, hopefully what's ahead. You know, Chef, you've got just such an incredible background and, and have done so many amazing things. I mean, being on one Olympic team, let alone as many as you've been on, <laughs> is pretty pretty incredible. And I think a lot of people take that for granted. I think there's there's a lot of people that think well you know what does competing have to do with making money how do i how does that help me make money because i'm having to pay to compete i'm having to pay to travel so talk about competing talk about what it's done for you in your career um both professionally and personally and how it's kind of helped you learn the skills that you needed to make money well well I t- i'll tell you <clears throat> You know, I, I think I was on my first Olympic team. I think I was 20, uh, maybe 26 or 27. I can't remember. 26, maybe. And um, 24, I guess it was. It doesn't make any difference. But uh, the thing about competition, and, you know, those that aren't familiar with the World Culinary Olympics, um, it's the same as the Sports Olympics, only it's for culinary. And it's and it's in Germany every four years, just like the Sports Olympics. So just kind of put it in that frame well, what an athlete has to go through to get get ready for the for the big race um in the in the olympics 
same thing happens in culinary. Uh, there are several competitions throughout the year. There's there's several uh, uh, world chefs certified shows around the around the world, and so those are a lot of uh, competitions that lead up to the big one. So, uh, being a competitor or representing your country in anything is pretty awesome. To stand on stage and get a, a medal uh, representing your country is a pretty special feeling. So to prepare yourself for that is 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 grueling. And um, every month there's a different practice somewhere in the country. Every month you're schlepping food. Every month you're you're preparing and you're working 60, 70, or 80 hours uh, for your paying job, and then you're working another 20 uh, trying to prepare yourself and practicing and working out different concepts and studying, and and so you don't let your teammates down. Um, being on the world culinary or being on the Olympic team uh, for the United States uh, is a big honor and, and um, you don't want to let anybody down. And that's, you know, they say being on an Olympic team uh, is like 10, 10 years of industry uh, experience. But um, what they don't tell you is it takes four years off your life. <laughs> but uh, because of the, uh, you know, it's, it's a lot of work and it takes a lot. It takes a lot out of your team. It takes a lot out of your, your uh, family. It takes a lot from your boss in, and and you really have to learn how to balance that, and that that's the that's the biggest secret. But uh, what it does, what being on an Olympic team does, is it gives you a competitive edge. It teaches you uh, how to be organized. It teaches you uh, traveling skills. Uh, it, it teaches you to be a MacGyver uh, of any kind, whether there's equipment needs or or things get broken, or you name it. You know, there's hundreds of things that go wrong. Um, and um, you're a better craftsman for it. Um, and, and being in a team environment with with the other team members all doing the same thing that you're doing, I mean, you're getting, uh, you're getting your work back, you know, many times tenfold because everybody around you is working just as hard as you are. So, uh, yeah, it takes a lot. A time takes a lot of commitment, um, but if you can if you can hold that road, uh, you will get it back in spades. And, and and you can use that example for anything. And I can give you hundreds of them. But I guess the short answer to your question is, uh, you know, I, I'm a better chef for it. Um, it certainly has opened other doors for me. I don't. I would never say that it's gotten me any jobs, but I would say it has. Sean, uh, shown the light on me and, and open the door, then it's up to the individual to go in there, get the job or get the opportunity and then prove yourself once you get in. Well, and ultimately I think some of the, the lessons that you learn, um, I, you know, aside from the, the different skills is, is really discipline and focus and, um, the ability to, to get a job done, to, I mean, to have such an intense focus and such an intense work ethic for so long to be able to prepare and then to go into those situations, that really, really helps in almost anything, um, regardless of whether it's culinary related or, or just business related, the ability to focus and, and kind of tune out the distractions and really just get in, dig it in, man, that's a, that's a huge, huge win. So talk about the chef as an entrepreneur and, and kind of what we're able to do today that we weren't able to do years ago and 
as well as just some of your own entrepreneurial endeavors and, and lessons and experience? Yeah, well, you know, one of the things that you hit on, and I think I hit on as well, is discipline. You know, um, and and we're in the we're in the media area, right? So our this little box that I'm talking into, my phone, has allowed chefs to, uh, or every everybody, uh, be heard or be seen, and um, so I think that that's allowed us to um, allow the opportunity entrepreneur to do things that they never had the opportunity to do before. So that, that's pretty cool. Um, but none of that gets done unless you have the discipline uh, to see it through. So th- that's number one. You know, there's no such thing as, as, as uh, defeat or, or, or failure. Uh, you know, that's, that's pretty cliche. But what I do believe heavily in, you know, I've had probably 150 meetings on this one particular project um, and, and we'll talk about it. It's a TV show, that, a, a docu-series that we're working on. And, I, you know, I know nothing about TV uh, other than I watch a lot of it when I get a chance to. Um, so how does a chef go about, you know, getting a TV show or trying to make a TV show or a docu-series? So I had 150 meetings on that. And, and obviously more than half of those I didn't always hear what I wanted to hear, but I never had a bad meeting, you know? So it, it, it's just, it's not a failure. It, it just bumped you more into the direction of where you're supposed to be. And all that work you've done up to that point uh, isn't kind of checkbox, you know, put in a box of the, you know, of the, of the failure box. It's not, it, you know, everything that was in that one box that got you this point helped you get to the next one. So many you may have heard what got you here is not going to get you there. Uh, so to me, that's the biggest um, ex- uh, advice I could give anybody is just, you know, first, you know, get started. Just start. Start something. And then just keep going. Don't stop. And, and it'll, if you keep those two things in mind, something's going to happen. And uh, so... Yeah, I have, I have three books. Uh, the first one is Leadership Lessons from a Chef, Finding Time to Be Great. And uh, that book and my, my, the one that followed that, Tasting Success, uh, are in over 80 uh, hospitality and culinary schools all around the United States and, and a few countries as well. And just to kind of further that point I made, you know, uh, I think it was in 05, I was traveling to uh, my mom's a surprise birthday party. My dad and my brother picked me up at the airport and I was reading Jack Welch's book, one of his books. And I got off the plane. I'm thinking, God, I, you know, this really inspired me to write my, to write a book. And, and, uh, and there, there's so many things that I was doing in, in my kitchen that I could relate to what uh, Jack Welch is talking about. And so I got off the plane. I told my dad, I said, you know, I'm going to write a book. And he slashed me on my back and said, good for you. Let's get going and get in the car. <laughs> And uh, um, and I said, no, really, I'm going to write a book, and it's, from, and it's going to be called Finding Time to Be Great. I already knew the title. I had no idea what. I, I'm not a writer, and I had no idea, you know. But I said that, and and when I got back on the plane, I started typing, you know. And and that's the thing. Um, I had a computer with me. Uh, is you know, in this particular case, just start punching the keys. 
and, and use that in any part in life. Just start punching the keys. Um, I guess I'm long-winded this morning, but there's there's a movie, and I forget the name of it now, but it was a it was about a, a, a writer that that uh, that uh, went you know, a very famous writer that was he was a one-hit wonder, but then he went into hiding, and this kid found him and and accidentally, and he uh, promised to help him, you know, be a writer. And the kid was, uh, he was frozen. He couldn't, he couldn't, and, and the, one of the most powerful parts of that movie for me was, it was Sean Connery was the actor. He says, start punching the keys. He gets in the kid's face and starts yelling. And that, that for some reason resonated with me. And, and, uh, so that's what I did. And, and I was declined or didn't hear from 50 different publishers. And then um, another 20 I didn't hear from. And then I finally heard from one that said, no, thank you. We're all set. Um, and then I was I was depressed about it, and I was upset about it, and I was talking to a dear friend of mine, and he says, Charles, why don't you talk to some of the authors you know? They can help you. So I don't know any authors. He says, sure you do. Think about it. You know, I, I think about all the people in the culinary field that we know, their walks of life. And so, oh, my God, yeah, I, I just didn't – I forgot that they were published authors. So that was it. I, I called three of them. Three of them said, of course, uh, we'll put this in front of my uh, – my publisher and it went so that's another secret of life is is you know is networking and that's a whole nother that's a conversation on its own but now my uh manuscript went to the top of the pile of of in these offices that people just can't get into the building right for years um but it's all about networking and then, then i was doing a presentation at the american culinary federation uh years later and it was a packed house and i was blessed to that i that I it was probably one of the best presentations I ever have done, and I had some a uh, friend with me, and and I had music, and I had choreography, and I had motivational, you know, sayings. I had you know pictures, and the, and I was doing a demonstration, and it was motivational, and it was all the above. And uh, they were standing room only, and there was a uh, standing ovation. And what I didn't know was all three of those publishers were in the room. And they knew each other. I didn't know them, but they knew each other. So <laughs> uh, by the end of the week, I had a contract. So that was uh, uh, that was the end of that story. And 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 then uh, a year later, the book was out. And my latest book is I'm really proud of. It's called The Recipe: A uh, Story of Lost Love in the Ingredients of Greatness. It came out a year ago. It's doing very well, and I partnered with national best-selling author John David Mann, and he's an amazing, brilliant guy. Um, that's a whole other story of, uh, of networking and beautiful things that stars that lined up. But we're hoping uh, the Guzman family, Louis Guzman and his son, with Pink Rose Productions, uh, they have optioned the book, and hopefully next year we'll start shooting for a movie. I mean that's, that's that's a lot. Isn't that crazy? And and and, and you know what, Sean? It, any one of those, it, we've been talking for ten minutes. But any one of those things I just mentioned, I could talk for for the next hour. Um, just the life lesson of the beauty of how it happened, the people who supported me to make it happen, or the inspiration of 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 of, of uh, networking. You know, networking is the most amazing thing. Oh, you are you are preaching to the choir there, my brother. I uh, <laughs> I love networking. I love being able to connect with people and learn from people and and grow and develop. And and man, I would be nowhere in my career 
if it wasn't for other people and it wasn't for the lessons and, and things that I've learned from them. Um, speaking of which, the thing that really connected us uh, is was through networking and the fact that we have a a mutual interest. We we both have podcasts. We both have things that we we do in this media arena. And uh, I, I'm really curious to hear your story or your journey with the podcast and, you know, just kind of how it came to be and, uh, you know, everything that you're doing with that, because you've, you've had some great success with yours. Well, first of all, congratulations on yours. Uh, uh, I think your, your show is brilliant and it's a great tool for all of us and great inspiration for all of us. Um, there's another podcast and uh, that I've become friends with, and um, his, his name is Steve Ulcher, and, and it's Beyond Ten Figures. Um, and it, and I listen to that religiously as I do yours now, and, and because it inspires me to learn from these amazing people and what they've had to do in their organizations to grow, whether it be from zero to a hundred thousand, or a hundred thousand to ten million, or whatever the case is. But it's a great inspiration, and congratulations on what you're doing. Um, well, it's another funny story of how the stars lined up. Um, I mentioned my book, uh, the recipe, uh, that was launched in October, uh, last year. So my partner, John David Mann, who I think he has almost 20 books now, some very famous books. <clears throat> he, he was, he's a brilliant guy and, and he set up a marketing, uh, plan, um, of how we're going to launch a book. And part of that was uh, 60 interviews uh, on, on 60 different podcasts. Now, it, strangely enough, okay, this is a year ago. Uh, so it'd be a year and a half ago. We started, we started the, um, uh, the interviews. I, I, I knew the word podcast, but I, I didn't listen to a one. <laughs> Isn't that ironic? And, uh, and so I started doing the interviews and I was doing them in my office and, and I heard the first one. I said, well, that didn't sound very good. And I talked to them in the second one and I, and they said, well, why don't you get this mic? So I went and bought a mic and, and so I'd sound cause I knew I had a lot of these to do. And then, then I didn't, the headphones weren't right. So I bought a pair of headphones and, and then, uh, you know, uh, then I had to get a, a, a puff mount on the damn thing. And, and I'm in my office and after about the 20th podcast, I was really enjoying it. And I said, well, I think I would like to do this. And then I started researching other podcasts and start. And, and so long story short, uh, I, I think that was around August, August, I think. And by October, I started a, a podcast. So just a few months after that, and I was in my, my bedroom, uh, which a majority of people do their, their podcasts in their, their home office or whatever it is. And, uh, and I think six or eight months after that, maybe nine months after that, um, I end up getting some sponsors and, uh, I have a, now I have a full fledged studio and, um, we have three shows, three different podcasts and we've hit iTunes top 50. Um, in fact, got down to 18 at one point, um, several times now over the last, uh, three, four months, um, and that's been really special. It's, called, it's also called the recipe. We we started the conversation talking about branding, and and being an entrepreneur. So we started the brand of the recipe. The recipe is a book 
the recipe, the movie, uh, and the recipe, the, the, the TV show docu series, which I've got some really good news, by the way, yesterday, um, um, there's a company that's going to uh, start a very special company that's going to start, uh, working on the production of it. Um, so we're working on the branding uh, of that, and and we have within that podcast we have three shows: uh, Unplugged, which is a little little saltier. Uh, uh, I have a comedian that, that that's on that show, so hopefully we make you laugh. Uh, and then we have um, the recipe: Celebrity Secrets to a Successful Life, and those are celebrities from all walks of life: uh, football players, professional baseball, football, NBA. Um, coaches, uh, you name it, so celebrities, uh, movie stars, uh, interviewing them, learning about their recipe for a successful life. Uh, and then the third one is Gourmet Club Live, uh, which is anything hospitality. So I put all the celebrity chefs now, I've taken them out and put them in their own category, and, and, and that one's usually in studio and uh, with, uh, with a video. So we have a YouTube we have a recipe YouTube channel too, a recipe podcast on on YouTube. So that's been a hell of a journey, um, and growing all the time. And uh, part of my journey has been with, with the World Association of Chef Society. I'm a past president, so we did a podcast over there and and, and interviewed ten or thirteen of the speakers and the presidents from around the world and. And that a lot of people heard that. And when I came back, I had I got two sponsors just from that one trip, uh, unsolicited, which was really special. I mean, amazing. When somebody calls you and wants to give you money, you, you know you're doing something right. So, and now since then, uh, the American Culinary Federation is a is a sponsor, which is means a lot to me because I think I'm the only person ever in their history that they sponsored anybody. Normally, they need the sponsors, so. They're a sponsor of mine, and, and I'm going to be doing uh, my show at uh, on location at all three of their conferences next year in 2019. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I mean, we live in a pretty great world, and, and uh, um, it's been a, an opportunity to express ourselves. But now that I have sponsors, uh, you know, it's no longer a hobby, right? It's a job, and um, and now the people that are surrounding me you know, I gotta, I gotta take care of them, and I gotta figure out a way to uh, pay them now, and and um, and we're just kind of seeing where the journey takes us. Man, I just, oh, there's just so much good stuff in there. <laughs> oh boy. So, I I had to break this into two episodes because holy smokes, there is just so much information and, and you can get overloaded by it. And I think by by breaking it up a little bit, we can we can definitely glean um, a little bit more from it than maybe if we're if we're just totally overloaded. So we are going to get into to some more uh, with Chef Charles Carroll and his uh, his experience as an entrepreneur and with podcasting and things, but. You know, some great lessons there, um, universal principles, universal lessons that all of us can take into our lives, regardless of what kind of facility or size of facility or uh, whatever we do, whether that's a, a food truck or uh, making ice cream sandwiches and selling them at farmer's markets or, you know, being a beekeeper. I mean, there's just, it doesn't matter. 
what what it is we all have to be diligent in what we're doing we all have to be disciplined and be able to hunker down and really get through those tough moments because they don't last everything is temporary um success failure hardship trial uh the easy road it's all it's all temporary it all changes and that's the one consistent that we can always always count on is change so Thanks for joining us today. I appreciate Chef Carol and his, his willingness to share. And uh, look forward to uh, bringing more to you next week from Chef Charles Carroll. Hey, thanks for sticking around. Be sure to share this podcast with your friends, family, co-workers, or anyone who's interested in making food and money. And when you get a second, give us a review. It really helps us get the word out as well as letting us know how we're doing. Want to connect with us? Check us out at Make Food, Make Money on Instagram or Facebook. Or email us, info at businesschef.org.